Welcome to another edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. With us today is the new Medical Director for Akron Children's Hospital of the Mahoning Valley, Dr. Christopher Liebig. Doctor, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um, so now you uh, you oversee Akron Children's in specific to the Mahoning Valley, correct? Correct. Yes, we are uh, um, replacing, and, and I'm not sure um, how well um, I will do, but I'm, I'm hoping to, to live up to the expectations that Dr. Scott Beekner um, had done. He, he did a wonderful job in, in leading the Mahoning Valley, and um, I'm hoping to second, step into that place, yes. Dr. Scott Beekner was my children's pediatrician like 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they were very lucky. He, he's a wonderful uh, physician and an even more wonderful person. <laughs> um, so what, what all does the role entail? I mean, we talk to medical directors for, you know, Mercy and for, uh, for Stewart a lot. We don't often talk uh, about specific to the children's hospital. So I know a little bit about what the overall the job is, but how is it unique? Yeah, I mean, I, I think from, you know, children are, are you know, not just little adults, um, right? And, and so, you know, as, as one of the, you know, major promises that we have is, is to treat, you know, children as our own. Um, you know, here at Akron Children's, um, you know, we, we want to treat others, you know, like they want to be treated. And, and ultimately, we don't turn any child away. And, and I, I think my job is, is to just continue, you know, to expanding on those promises um, to continue on building the groundwork that the other leadership has done um, in the past um, and, and basically overseeing that we continue to do high quality care, make sure that the resources are where they need to be. Um, and, and during this time, you know, that certainly, um, I'm sure I have my work cut out for, for myself here a little bit. Um, you know, we have that new expansion um, with the emergency room, um, you know, overseeing that, again, resources are allocated appropriately, you know, and where they need to be. Um, and, and again, just making sure we're educating our residents, you know, continue to advocate for any patient that comes through um, these doors, um, you know, is going to be the, the biggest part, I think, of what I'm going to do. Now, um, obviously, the big elephant in the room has been for two years now and will be for a while is the pandemic and how children are or are not affected. And so last week we had reported that uh, when COVID vaccines are approved for children, which could come as early as this week, Akron Children's is likely to play a pivotal role in the distribution of those shots. Do you have any insight in how that may roll out? Well, I, I you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can certainly be um, our, our patient's biggest advocate, um, you, you know, and ultimately be, you know, one of the major centers and institutions that can provide those resources. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that we can, you know, deal with, you know, some of the understandably vaccine hesitancy and, and you know, some of the anxiety that comes with, you know, a new vaccine. And um, I'm hopeful that, and, and I'm not hopeful, I know that, that our doctors should be able to, you know, educate the patients, um, you know, calm some of those the, those anxious feelings, um, both for the parents and for the families and for um, ultimately the child. Um, you know, we, we hold ourselves ourselves to the highest of standards. And um, so I'm hopeful that we can serve that pivotal role. And um, I'm confident that we can. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you anticipate that being like setting up clinics or just outreach to parents or in schools, that kind of thing? 
Well, I think it comes first from the education standpoint. Uh, I mean, ultimately, um, I don't know that many people will be bursting down our doors. I think in the perfect world, um, that would be the case. Um, but, you know, those doors are going to be wide open um, if they do want to come. Um, and when they do, we'll be ready for them. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm hopeful that, you know, this rollout goes well. And, and yeah, I, I think we will um, need to keep our doors open and ready for those who do want. Um, you know, the statistics across the country aren't <laughs> aren't glaring, aren't great um, as far as who's going to be coming immediately to it. But um, I, I think we can serve a pivotal role in getting the resources out there, yes. Um, but hopefully being a resource is just as important and, and hopefully, you know, kind of building the relationships that we already have with these families. And um, certainly they entrust us with the, their most precious items, which is their children, and, and we take that very seriously. Now, something you mentioned was the expansion of the emergency room, and, and another topic I wanted to get into was that even before the pandemic, we had a serious crisis on our hands with the opioid crisis that had a disproportionate impact on children and their mental health, among other things. Obviously, there's there are health concerns um, to children born addicted, but but even children that weren't physically impacted, they were mentally impacted. Can you talk a little bit about how you see the needs of children changing and how treatment has needed to adapt to meet those needs, particularly from a mental health perspective? Yeah, another good another good topic. Um, you know, the, the opioid epidemic has, again, you're, you're right, not only affected them maybe from from womb to early life, but you know, what about their parents? Uh, what about their grandparents? And 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 you know, where, um, you know, where they end up even living? Um, you know, from at the very basic of need. Um, you know, so, you know, this whole region is unfortunately been affected by by that crisis in, in many facets. And and, you know, again, I I think it's being able to be a resource, um, you know, to, and, and be able to allocate those resources. Um, we, we try to recruit the, the best and the brightest when it comes to <clears throat> mental health. Um, we hope to continue to expand those resources as the demand continues to grow. Um, and, and I know that it's touched every part of us, I think, as far as who we can help and how we can help them. Um, so as that need grows, we continue to find ways to, to meet that need, whether that is just more providers, um, new buildings uh, as a on, a on a grander scale. Um, so I am hoping that, um, again, people entrust us, you know, with their children and whether that's, um, you know, a grandparent who has been thrust into their parent role once again, um, you know, or if it is um, finding resources for, for some of these who needed to be fostered, um, you know, so, I think as the demand grows, we, we hope to continue to meet that demand um, from the very basic of needs to, to the grander scale, which is mental health care. Do you find that there's any sort of a disconnect, though, in that you've got resources available, but that's not necessarily something every family is aware of how to even go about accessing it? I mean, what constitutes, for instance, a child in crisis that would go to, say, a specialized emergency room versus a child who... I, you know, I'm not so sure. Is there, are these tantrums normal or are they too intense? And is there something that I should be seeking out uh, professionally here or, or different, you know, parenting resources? I mean, I, I imagine there's a lot that's available, but not necessarily a lot that the average parent knows is available. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're hitting a point that's, that's even 
you know, close to my heart is, is, you know, we do that in, you know, I do sports medicine and we do that in our sports medicine clinic, trying to find those ones who are flying under the radar, who, who don't know how, you know, to seek help. Um, you know, they don't know who to go to. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's, I think a topic that's, that if I had the answer for you, man, I, I, you know, I'd love to share it with you. You know, how do you find the kid who, who is flying under the radar and doesn't have, um, the wherewithal or to know where to go and, and may not trust the health system, whatever the reasons may be. Um, you know, so it's, it's that advocate, you know, advocating for that patient. If, if you do feel, you know, as if something is wrong, um, you, you know, getting them to the right place. Um, a lot of this always comes down to just getting the word out and knowing that we're available and knowing that they're not alone and knowing that there is somebody that wants to listen. Um, you know, that's, that's sometimes the biggest part and, and the most helpful is just that, know, that they know someone is available for them um, and that that stigma that usually comes along, you, you know, with the mental health is no longer there and nor should it be, um, or it, we're at least getting better. I, I guess I can't speak for all situations, but I, I think as a society, you know, and I think it's because of, of part of, you know, some athletes coming out and some people who are in positions of power or, or influence, I'll say, that have come out. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to normalize it by any means, but, you know, certainly when you hear the statistics of one out of four, you know, children are suffering with some sort of mental illness, um, there has to be somebody to ready to step up. And, and you know, I, I think as an institution where we can meet that demand and, um, and, and if not, we will, we will certainly, you know, try our best to get these kids the care they need. And, they just need to know that somebody is there. So, I mean, so for a parent that just doesn't know what's available, I mean, what's their first step? What should they be doing? Yeah, um, I think if there are concerns, I mean, certainly there are hotlines. You know, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is out there, um, you know, at the very the very basic is 911. I, I tell folks that if you go blank and you don't know who to call, 911 is always there. Um, but certainly we have um, our, our, our own numbers, and I would just encourage people to call Akron Children's. Um, 543-1000 would be the number to call. Um, that is the easiest one, I think, to remember. Um, and somebody can direct you, um, you know, to, to anyone and everyone. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on being available, you know, myself included. And um, <laughs> they could call me, and we'll, and we'll try to figure out a place for them. Um, you know, I think it's important that, that people know that just that there is a number um, and that people do want to help. Um, they, we just got to we just got to get them on the phone or, or get them in our doors. Now, one of the roles of anybody in a leadership position, whether it be, you know, your role as medical director or anybody who's in charge of a, an organization is um, it's in part managing the reality now, but it is also sort of looking ahead. So what do you see the challenges of the near future being and how Akron Children's may be able to meet it? And I don't know if that's still residual from the opioid crisis or long-term impacts of the pandemic or something I'm not thinking about, but, but what do you see Akron Children's needing to be able to do, say, in the next five years, in the next 10 years, to be able to meet needs that I'm sitting here not even thinking about yet? Yeah, yeah, and... and uh, me neither. You, you know, I mean, we, we, we can't, who saw a pandemic coming, uh, you know, a couple right. of years ago. Um, it's funny to even say it, that it was that long ago. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, we've got to get through this pandemic, um, you know, and, and encouraging, you know, folks, um, you know, and, you know, to get the vaccine and, and you know, to, um, you know, use that, that rare but yet common sense, you know, when it comes to, you know, how to how to tackle this. Um, you know, there, there are people who are still, you know, getting the normal sicknesses as well. Um, you know, how, how can we, you know, meet the demands of the soon to be, you know, flu viral season, you know, that, that is out there. Um, you know, so I think most importantly is the here and now. Um, and, and my, again, my role is just to kind of build on the groundwork that is already there. Um, our ED expansion will continue, you know, for, for the next year, year and a half, um, until it's up and running. Um, the, the here and now, I think, is, is the most important. Um, and then whatever, whatever life throws at us, you, you know, in, in, the, in the future, you, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, I can do as good a job as, as you know, some of the other leaders and, and the previous leadership um, to be able to, to pivot. Um, you know, as they had to do, you know, when this pandemic came. Um, so I don't know that I have a, a specific answer for you, um, but but I do think, um, you know, just by sticking to our mission and, and you know, being able to um, meet the demands of the here and now um, is, is what Akron Children's thrives on and, and what I, I'm hopeful that I can continue, you know, with the leadership team already in place. Are there any challenges that are real specific to the Mahoning Valley that are, that are facing kids health i mean obviously there's overall global issues and that's a lot of what we've talked about so far but is there any specific or unique challenge like i you know uh, old infrastructure and lead in pipes or you know something along those lines yeah i i mean i i do think mahoney valley is 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 a unique place i i you know i i didn't grow up here i i'm i'm an import i guess um you know but just from down the road um from hillbilly highway you know from west virginia um you know and i see a lot of the the similarities you know in this area um you know a, a coal industry and and a steel industry both you know under attack and and you know have certainly put the opioid crisis um you know affected both areas as well and um you know i i think you know, some of the issues we deal with, with, um, you know, some of our urban areas and, and our urban friends and um, having access to care. I, I think access and, and knowing where, you, you know, you've brought it up before. How do we get the message out? How do, how do we get, um, you, you know, trustworthiness, um, you know, to, you know, to, to these folks and, um, you know, you know, some, some of the, the offshoots of the pandemic and, and, you know, gosh, just, um, you know, food deserts and, and, and being able to, to supply, um, again, the, some of the basic needs, um, just meals on the table. Um, you know, it, is that specific to Youngstown? No, it's not specific to Youngstown, but it, it is to any other um, area who, who's been hit by, you know, so, like you said, it, the infrastructure issues and, and just some of the resources that, you know, other places enjoy may not come so easy here, you know, to this area. Um, so we, we, we try to meet, you know, the demands from, you know, from all, uh, from all angles, um, and, and hopefully that, you know, we can continue to kind of push forward through that. Um, I mean, if, you know, even talking about getting somebody the ability to 
go to online school, you know, somebody who may not even have internet, we don't even have, in, you know, everybody doesn't even have internet to be able to do something along those lines. So um, it's resources. And again, maybe that's not specific, not exactly what you're looking for um, with that question, but um, it, it's, it's, it comes down to resources and, and there's great community partners that we, that we work with. Um, you know, I, I'm involved in, in some of them and, um, you know, this area I, I think is, it it grows on you. Um, I'm happy to be here. I, w- I don't want to be anywhere else. And, um, you know, hopefully I can, again, can kind of continue the missions that, that are already set in place and, and have worked for, for years. Well, Dr. Liebig, uh, the best of luck to you, and thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you. You're thank sure you. no more questions. Those are great questions. <laughs> I actually got a, a reporter who's got to do another interview and I'm taking up all of their time. So <laughs> thank you very, very much though. You're so welcome. Enjoy and, and happy holidays. And, and, you know, I know everything's coming up. The weather's changing. Uh, be careful out there. And uh, thanks again. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.